Welcome to Cryptobiography. I'm your host, Brandon Starr. This is episode 326 of Cryptobiography, and it's part four of the story tomorrow. Uh, one note before I continue, um, not only was this a week with a new teeny cast, which always reduces the amount of time I have to write uh, for Cryptobiography, but also I've been sick uh, the last couple of days. So this is quite a bit shorter than um, what I consider my usual normal minimum amount written. So it's about half to two thirds as long as my normal minimum. Uh, and so of course, sometimes I do try to go over the minimum, but you know, I have a minimum so that I ha- so that the episodes are sort of a, a reasonable length. I was thinking, you know, would, would I do something else? I just don't have the energy to do any, any, like go through another old story and edit it all together. I'm still recovering from whatever this is. And so we're just going to go with what I have and I hope you enjoy it. And it will be a little short and here we go. As the autumn continued, the adults digested the news of the mainlanders coming in a boat. They all kept their eyes open, but no further mainlander boats or their cross-bearing sails appeared. They did send a diesel car to the next town to send the news. Betty watched it leave. The noise of the engine seemed immense. Nothing other than heavy waves or a major storm was as loud, though this noise was brief as it faded quickly as the car left. There were only a few diesel engines that still worked properly, and they were lovingly maintained by several of the adults. Learning to drive one of the ancient vehicles was considered quite a skill to learn. A lot of the work that was being done in metallurgy and other areas was in part to keep the old things running. No one in Betty's family knew how to drive, but Oliver Copland started to teach Betty how to sail the catamaran. She had learned a little on a small single-hulled sailboat the year before, so she took to the catamaran quite quickly. She had loved the speed, and when she really got going, the little craft would go up on one of the two hulls, though that was only ideal when there were no large waves. However, she wasn't allowed for some time to take the catamaran out when there were any sizable waves to go through. She also appreciated how the twin-hulled craft tended to roll a lot less than the single-hulled boats she was used to. But that was when both hulls were in the water, and she really preferred to have one hull up, speeding along. She kept going back to the library to go through the Bible, though it was very slow going in parts. She got to the second half, apparently written later than the first part, and more horrible things happened. The writer was clearly trying to get the audience excited about the new magician character, but she had a lot of interest once he cursed a fig tree, of all things. The author then tried to bring back interest by having him killed horribly, but like a lot of fantasy deaths, it didn't last. The guy was back after a long weekend. Oddly, once the story was told, it was told again, then again, and then once more. A lot of details, even important ones, changed. She saw that even though she was practically speedreading the fourth stab at the story, Then finally it moved on, but to a bunch of random stories and rules setting. She found her attention flagging until the last chapter, which was apparently about the end of the world, which was supposedly coming soon. 
She asked the librarian when the Bible was written, and it seemed to have been a very, very long time ago. The expiration date for large demons would have expired. Of course, a lot of the elders felt a near end-of-world event had already occurred with the inundation, but as it was widely known that people had set the conditions that started that in motion, no deities were needed to fill things in. The autumn turned to winter, and as the farming work was ending, and even the food preservation work was wrapping up, the winter activities began. For the children, this meant more schooling, but also a lot of arts and crafts, many of which were helpful to their family or community. Betty's mother did a lot of leather work, especially glove making. Betty was learning to decorate the gloves, which was fun but slow going. Still, she had made herself a pair of soft leather gloves from scratch and decorated them with stitched daisies. It took her forever, but the end result was good and they fit her well. She was quite proud of her work. She started wearing them everywhere. Once winter had fully set in, their diets all became simpler. They ate preserved fruits and vegetables, used the relatively small amounts of grain to make bread, and the adults occasionally enjoyed meat and other fermented alcoholic beverages. The neighborhood occasionally slaughtered a steer or some goats for fresh meat. Many families kept chickens, so most everyone had access to eggs from their own coops or trading with friends. And there were those who fished, much of which was eaten fresh, but some of which was preserved and eaten in various ways later. And as no more sails with crosses were seen, eventually it became a memory of the community, more of a strange anecdote than a reason for a sea change in how they lived their lives. And that's all I had time to write this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments or questions about this episode or previous episodes, cryptobiography at gmail.com. And thank you uh, for listening. Oh, and also you can check us out on um, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Mastodon. Words of Music, copyright 2023, Cryptobiography LLC, all rights reserved. Characters and events are fictional, fictionalized, or satirical. <laughs>